balance doesn't really exist. Balance requires uh, your life to be number one equal, which your life is not equal. Um, your job is not equal to your private and personal relationships. We don't live in a world where every part or aspect of our livelihood is equal. Number one, think that achieving balance is a thing that's just, it's impossible. And number two, it also it requires both of these things to not just be equal or the same. It requires them to be still. Think about one of those uh, scales, you know, that you have two pans on either side of it. You got to have these things not moving and they need to weigh the same for them to be in balance. Welcome to the More Life Podcast, where creatives, problem solvers, and entrepreneurs talk about squeezing more out and finding meaning in this crazy thing we call life. Let's dive in. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the More Life Podcast. I am your host. If you're new around here, my name is Bart Anderson. I'm an entrepreneur and the host of this podcast. And if you are not new around here, please do me a favor, hit the like, the follow, the subscribe. If you're enjoying the content that we produce on a regular basis and you want to support us, it really does make a difference. As well as if you can uh, go and leave a five-star review on wherever you're listening to your podcast, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, it really does make a difference and lets other people know about the podcast. Okay, let's dive into our talk for today. We got another solo episode and I'm super pumped. I'm jazzed. It's late tonight when I'm recording, but I feel really excited. I feel like I've almost had some type of breakthrough in understanding who I am. And I hope that this is able to help you in a way to kind of do some self-discovery and some, you know, future planning and charting as to where your life is going to go. Um, jumping right in, today we're talking about, I guess, our archetypes. And this is something that we've talked about in passing multiple times. I've always mentioned as one of the, you know, mandatory readings if you're trying to start a business or if you're a creative trying to be an entrepreneur and go that route is E-Myth Revisited. Um, it's a great book and you can go find it uh, on Amazon or audio, a book or your library. It's amazing. Um, but it talks a little bit about building a business and understanding who you are. And for me in where I am right now, the first thing that I'm trying to I guess, goal set is, you know, what, what is my consistency rate really going to ab allow me to achieve in my life? So for me, that's like, as a, as a dreamer and as somebody who is trying to be the best version of themselves, the ultimate end goal here is to be some type of, and this sounds aud audacious to even say out loud, but some type of enterprise, you know what I mean? Where, we are dabbling in so many different pieces of technology, of creativity, of entrepreneurship. I have a lot of passions. I have a lot of things that I feel like I can offer the world. And you guys are here on the journey, number one. And number two, I, I want to be able to reach these goals. And I understand that it is compounded. Um, comp it, it, it's compounded, you know, contributions towards those goals. I recently saw Mr. Beast post on Twitter or X, I don't know, what, what are we calling this now, where he talked about his subscribership 
every single year on his birthday and to see how many of the years uh, he didn't have very, he was under a hundred subscribers and to see when he jumped from 76 subscribers to over a thousand and to see the jump from, you know, the few thousand he had, um, I believe it was when he was 18 or turning to going to 20, he uh, jumped all the way to a million. And that is compounded effort that is pounding the pavement year after year and putting in your work. And that's something that for me, a big goal, a big idea is what type of architect do I need to be to realize my goals? Uh, right now, I'm an entrepreneur of one business and one podcast, <laughs> and uh, thank you for listening, for those of you that are listening, but there's still more inside of me, and the only way that I can be stopped is myself, and the only way that I can achieve these goals is also with myself. So working on myself and understanding who I am is extremely important, and it's taking me a lot of times of, you know, pausing and breaking and trying to dive deeper into what does that look like for me. Um, and it's really, really powerful. So going back to the E-Myth, uh, you know, he talks about the three different archetypes. And we've mentioned this many times before, the artist, the manager, and the entrepreneur. Um, and not everybody can be all those things. You have to decide which one you are. Right. The, the, the artist be, is believing in the, the work for the sake of the craft. The manager is the person who loves to build the systems and the entrepreneur loves the building part, the risk, you know, taking it from zero to one. And it takes a lot of discipline to kind of identify who am I and what is that going to look like in my life? What I've been reading and, you know, digesting as somebody who is a constant learner uh, has, I've broken down into four categories, really, different characteristics of each one of these archetypes, the artist, the manager, the entrepreneur. And uh, yeah, there's amazing, amazing stuff that we're going to be talking about. I, I'm... I'm tentative because I don't want to get too excited and I don't want to get ahead of myself. So this is one of those podcasts where I know no matter what, I'm probably going to reference for a very long time because it's almost foundational to where I see myself in the next like 20 years. And I'm going to break it down for you guys as much as I can. Uh, I have lots of scribbles on an iPad for those of you that are uh, watching online. Uh, and we're going to talk about it. So the big thing here with having these four characteristics, and I'll, I'll just tell you the characteristics now, is the investigators, the adventurers, the navigators, and the visionaries. Is each, you can be a visionary type artist, you can be a visionary leader, you can be a visionary entrepreneur. Each one of these characteristics, um, these category of category of archetypes can be applied to the artist, the manager, or the entrepreneur. And it's, it's, again, it's all about understanding how your mind and your body works. How does it align with your ultimate goal? I guess what, you know, it's happiness, right? So uh, 
just so we can, you know, talk about this, uh, I want to mention uh, Ikigai. Uh, some of you may have heard of this before. Some of you have never heard of this before. Ikigai is kind of like the pursuit of balance and harmony. I guess harmony, not balance. Um, and it's basically these four tenets, these four principles that make a complete life or make something that is harmonious to live by. And it's Japanese ikigai. I don't know exactly what the word means, but ikigai is uh, a term used to talk about this type of balance, right? One is the, something that you can be good at. One is something that pays you. One is something that you enjoy. One is something that is a service to others, to the world. And it's really powerful when you start to think about, right, we all need these things in our lives, whether it's your vocation, whether it's your profession, whether it's your passion or your mission, these things are something that if you don't have a piece of it, you're going to feel empty. And understanding that, you know, like your passion and your mission, these are things that are relative to the things that you love. What, what are you good at? Uh, that's like your passion and your profession. Your service to others is your mission and your vocation. And something that you can get paid at is your profession plus your vocation. So this is not something that I wrote. This is not something that I invented. This is like a Japanese sentiment or I don't know what the word is, parable, uh, understanding. It's a word in Japanese that means harmony or having these things can become harmony. And I believe I've said this probably a few years ago now on the podcast when we first started that, you know, balance doesn't really exist. Balance requires uh, your life to be number one equal which your life is not equal um, your job is not equal to your private and personal relationships it's not equal to maybe your children is not equal to uh, you know the time that you take for yourself and self-care the, the, we don't live in a world where every part or aspect of our livelihood is equal so to to number one think that achieving balance is a thing that's just it's impossible and number two it also it requires both of these things to not just be equal or the same it requires them to be still think about one of those uh scales you know that you have two pans on either side of it you gotta have these things not moving and they need to weigh the same for them to be in balance and I don't know who has a life that is stagnant and also uh, equal in all parts. Um, some days I have time to take care of myself, and some days I have less time to take care of myself. Some days I have enough energy to run around and do a bunch of errands for my life, my family, my kids. Other days I don't have as much energy to do those things. So you can very easily see... Uh, Harmony is the goal. Balance is not the goal. There are seasons in life where we are going to be able to go faster, go harder, or go slower, or go be more steady. The only thing that can kill happiness is unmet expectations. And this is something that's really um, pivotal for entrepreneurs. When you start to grow, you start to grow your expectations and if it's not in line 
<laughs> I've, I've learned this, okay, when, when uh, the hard way, if it's not in line with your growth trajectory, you can have expectations that are too hard to meet. And that leads to not being satisfied. That's the ultimate killer of happiness or ultimate killer of your harmony that you've tried to create in your life. But the moment you have these unrealistic expectations, then you're kind of stuck in a place where no matter what you have is not enough. The uh, the host of the podcast, uh, Diary of a CEO, Steve Bartlett, he tells a great story of growing up in Botswana, coming to the UK for the first time as a young person, being seated in a, in a, in a, a, a plane for the first time. He is in awe, in wonder. How is this metal tube going to take me all the way across thousands of miles to my destination? He's gr grateful. Fast forward, maybe I think, you know, 10, 15 years, he is on, you know, the original show Dragon's Den, which is what the Canadian show is based off of and the American Shark Tank. He, he's now a part of that show. He has started, I don't know how many companies. He has a, a, a number one type podcast. Um, he's doing a lot of things. He flies first class all the time. And he says, I, was, I didn't realize until I saw somebody else you know, having that same experience I had where they were so excited about being in first class and they've never been there before. And they're on, they've, they've been on a plane, but they've never been in first class. Oh my gosh, they have champagne. Oh my goodness, they have slippers for us. This is unbelievable. And he's, he forgot about where he started. Gratitude is what keeps your happiness alive. It's what keeps your expectations in check. It's what helps you have the harmonious life of Ikigai, where you find these things that are helping you be passionate, be missional, being professional, being vocational. These things are not just by happenstance. These things happen when you put intent towards them. So this is what I've been trying to discover more about myself which of these things am I good at? Which of these things pay me? Which of these things, you know, do I uh, 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 do I enjoy? Which of these things is like a service to others? This is Ikigai. Okay, I want to take a quick second here and dive deeper in what these collaborative skills, these four categories that I've I've spoken about can mean and what do they look like and maybe give a few examples because depending on who you are and where you're coming from and what your life goals are you may have already classified yourself as an artist a manager or a leader or an entrepreneur or maybe you're kind of a, a dominant and secondary type thing where uh, I'm yes I'm a manager but I'm also an artist you know and you have one that's more dominant than the other so moving into the four categories, there are skill sets that 
all of them share, whether you're an investigator, an adventurer, whether you're a navigator or a visionary, um, it doesn't matter. There are some skills, the communication and collaboration skills, the creativity and innovation skills, critical thinking skills, uh, future orientation skills, uh, opportunity recognition opportunity recognition skills, uh, comfortability with risk skills. These are all skills that, again, have a complex mixture to make these different categories. The first category I want to talk about is the investigators. When I think of investigators, I think of people like Bill Gates from Microsoft, somebody who is uh, uh, very innovative, somebody who's very analytical, somebody like Lori uh, from Shark Tank, keeping in line with like the Shark Tank and, and Dragon's Den. So you, 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 the investigators are people who are like master planners, who are archetypes or ambassadors. These are people who are defending their ideas, who are investigative towards what is the angle here. Think of somebody like, like Lori on, on Shark Tank. She's somebody who's able to see and ask the right questions when she smells an opportunity and see, oh, this is the angle that we need to take so that we can bring this to market. Or even somebody like Bill uh, Gates, who is more like an architectural type investigator where he is searching out what problems are and he's now doing long plays. So like, okay, you know, I'm going to try to buy up all this, I don't know, farmland in America. That's him right now i don't know what he sees or what he knows but he was able to uh e you know even talk about um covid19 the big the big covid of the global pandemic he was speaking about that years before it happened so investigators are people who think objectively who are evaluating or uh, you know analyzing uh, opportunities and discovering new solutions for customer pain points. They are looking at big picture and long spreadsheets, long time frames. They're looking at, okay, what's not just what's happening this year or next year or five years, what about the next 10 or 15, 25 years? What does that look like? And what positions do I need to put myself in right now? The next category is adventurers. These are people that have lots of talent and skills uh, and are very entrepreneurial. Um, and again, these categories can fit any type of leadership archetype, whether you're the artist, the manager, or the entrepreneur. Um, but think of somebody like Elon Musk. Think of somebody like Jeff Bezos, Magic Johnson, right? These are people who are, you know, stargazers and visionaries. These are people who are conquerors, who are promoters. Like Magic Johnson, I'm just now watching the HBO uh, show about the Showtime Lakers from the 80s and 90s. Um, but he's somebody who's like a promoter, somebody who's able to see through the barriers and see what the idea is. These are positive people. These are people who are yes and people. They 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 use their skills to kind of figure out what is the angle that I can best use and how can I get there the the most you know the most ideal way. These are not people who are concerned about risk uh, or they don't have necessarily the the type of skills to help them with the risk. They're more thinking bigger picture. Bigger will solve the problems of the small and the right now. Think of somebody like Jeff Bezos, right? Somebody who's looking so far ahead, 
he was in his garage building Amazon before we even understood what all could be done within a digital bookstore, which is now taking over so many places. Or Elon Musk, I don't even have to say, right? He's somebody who's a disruptor, who is an adventurer. He is somebody who is, you know, I'm looking so far ahead and trying to position myself. It's a combination of skill and talent. It's a combination of creativity and analytical because you have to be a little bit creative to see space and be like, I see an opportunity there. And it's not just small customer pain points, but he's looking at global scale pain points and figuring out why is it this way and what can we do to fix it? So these are people who are adventurers, right? Who are taking big risks. And then you got to think about the navigators. These are the people um, who take life by storm. They take their industry by storm. Think of the uh, Venus and Serena Williams sisters or uh, Sean P. Diddy Combs. Uh, you know, Sean Combs in 95, 96 really figured out a way to break through the barriers of the music industry. Um, he was a trailblazer. You got to think of people who, who are, you know, can climb mountains, who are groundbreakers, who are pathfinders. These are explorer type people. These are people that have huge um, uh, abilities to spot opportunities and they find innovative ways to capitalize on them, right? So, like I was just mentioning, uh, Diddy, there was lots of restriction and restraint on what hip-hop music can do in mainstream. And he saw the opportunity that, you know, music that got uh, played in radio, got played in clubs. Um, and if you got that cycle going big enough, then you can get main radio. Main radio got you awards or nominations for Grammys. So there's a whole trajectory that he was able to see, oh, if we get female vocalists to sing on our hip hop songs, then it's more likely to get played in the clubs. The clubs, people that go to clubs are going to request, request it on the radio. Radio play will then grow so big that it won't just be on urban or black radio, but that it will go on mainstream. He was able to see those steps. The same thing with the Venus sister, uh, Venus and Serena sisters. Uh, they were able to capitalize on opportunity and they understood that together they were better and they knew when to manage their risks and when to collaborate. That takes people who are able to navigate tricky waters and understand that it's not going to be easy, but if we hedge our bets and we take a little bit from here and put it there, we're going to make it on top. That's the, the navigators. And then lastly, there's the visionaries. These are the, you know, people that saw it way before we could see it. Uh, they establish uh, new ways of thinking or great ideas that are like, how did you ever come up with that? These are the people that are the what ifs people. What if we just, you know, had all your music in your pocket at one time, right? So you think of somebody like like Steve Jobs. Think of somebody like uh, uh, Damon John, right, for FUBU. Just kind of flipping everything on its head. Or even somebody like uh, Sarah Blakely from uh, Spanx. She was able to just flip it on the whole industry of what materials and what 
people actually want and how to market it appropriately, this is how they ensure success. And people who are visionaries, these are game-changing type people. Um, I can't think of her name. I'm, I'm so sorry, but uh, she, she left Twitter and started Bumble. She flipped the entire industry on its head. She got a lot of hate for it. Um, people, game changers, people that are tacticians, that are influencers, think somebody like Oprah Winfrey. These are the people who they just see ideas everywhere and there is no limit to how far it can go. So all of these things have been playing in my mind. Okay. Because in my mind, I'm the entrepreneur in terms of the archetypes. And then within these categories, I'm trying to decide and see what are the traits or the things that I need to focus on so that I can make the greatest impact that aligns with who I naturally am. I don't want to be the person who is fighting to be something that they're not. One thing all of these people that I mentioned, all the way from Elon Musk to, you know, uh, Venus and Serena Williams, they were uniquely themselves. They didn't try to do it any other way but by doing it their way. And this is the question that you have to ask yourself too. What type of archetype am I and what type of category am I in? Who am I here? And how do I dig deeper if I'm this type of person, if I'm a visionary, what type of other people do I need in my life for my business idea to be a success? What type of person or career will be a good fit for me right now? What type of role do I need to uh, look or pursue so that I can be the best version of who I am? There is not one all there's not one box type fit all. There's not one box fit all type of mentality here. This is about self-discovery and about understanding how do I get to my ikigai? How do I get back to the basics? Figuring out who I am. Figuring out what am I good at? What do I enjoy? What service do I have to others? We have to be in a place that protects our basic needs. And for a long time, we think basic needs is like physical things. We need to just be okay. But there are personal, emotional, spiritual things that also are required for creative entrepreneurs to be okay. And I'm starting to take this even more seriously of understanding when a cup is full and when a cup is empty and the practice of filling your cup and purposely depleting it. When you fill a cup, you are taking in something that is going to help you feel more in line with your true life's purpose. Some people call that faith or religion. Some people call that meditation. Some people call that mindfulness. Some people call that reading or going for walks or being in nature. But you have to do something that is replenishing you, where you are learning, where you are developing, where you are pursuing. And then there is the execution. There is the 
intentional emptying of that cup? What are you pouring into? What is something that is a service to others? What is something that you enjoy that you can do that is for the world? Because your mission and your vocation can help you accomplish those things. Your passion and your profession can help you accomplish those things. We are all good at something, and we all deserve a happy and harmonious life. But we have to choose these things. And sometimes there is a plight of entrepreneurship where you you feel like I'm meant to be tortured. This is supposed to be a grind. Yes, it is a grind, but you don't have to sell your soul for this grind. There has to be a way that we do this in a more honest way. The path is not the same for all of us, but at least we can agree on this thing. All of us deserve to find that harmony and deserve to live a life of gratitude. So here's what I want you guys to think about. Which archetype describes you? Which thing is making you think, hmm, I wonder which one I am and how can you dive deeper into that? Maybe take a few minutes and just do like a a brain dump, just write for like 10 minutes, put a timer on for 10 minutes and just write about the different things you heard in the show. And maybe you might discover something the same way I discovered something about myself. Who am I? What matters the most to me? Where am I going? This is how you get there, guys. I've been Bart. Peace out.